Well, it's another edition of the Wenatchee Applesocks podcast, and we're joined by a former, and I guess we can call it a future player as well, Jared Engman, who pitched for the Applesocks last season. No one pitched more games for Wenatchee last year on the mound than Engman, who was on the hill plenty, and he also brought the heat with a lot of quick pitches as well. So, uh, Jared, we're happy to have you joining us, and we're looking forward to having you again this summer. Uh, Talk to me a little bit about some of your memories from last season, because you got plenty of usage, and it was kind of nice because you were a two-way guy with Tacoma Community College, but you hadn't gotten a ton of work on the mound in the spring. What did it mean to get some of that work in the summer? Like I said, not just some work, to get a ton of work in the summer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, you know, being uh, a shortstop um, at Tacoma and being a first-year pitcher, you know, it's it's always fun when you, you can get on the mound and show off your lively arm. But, you know, um, I mean, I, I had a blast. You know, I was always always learning uh, after every outing, you know. Kind of it took me a couple outings to kind of get my feet wet and get settled in. But, um, yeah, I mean, since, since, uh, that, since last summer, uh, I mean – I've come a long way in terms of being able to pitch and not just throw. But, um, yeah, I really I really enjoyed uh, the summer last year, being all the guys and just uh, learning from uh, Coach Sanderson and, and uh, just picking his brain a little bit and playing with uh, Enzo and, and Stuka uh, and Shipman, who are all coming back uh, next uh, this summer. So it was fun. I had a blast. Yeah. You mentioned in the middle there, you were talking about learning how to pitch instead of just throwing. Explain that to fans, because I think there's some people who might hear that who might not be familiar, and they might say, what do you mean? Same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, basically, um, I mean, I was just I was just up there, you know, last summer with, uh, I mean, a pretty healthy arm, uh, and but I didn't have a lot of secondary pitches uh, to go to combat that fastball, so I was just up there kind of feeding fastballs to hitters and um, not being able to locate uh, the off-speed stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, Sanderson last uh, summer helped me uh, kind of develop a slider uh, towards the end of the summer that I was able to command. And and um, I think kind of I hit my stride at the end of the summer last year in terms of becoming uh, that pitcher-esque uh, and being able to uh, command multiple pitches rather than just, you know, being up there and throwing the ball and not knowing where it's going to go. Um, but, yeah, I mean, in that aspect, uh, in terms of being a thrower versus a pitcher, uh, I mean, pitching is more about, uh, you know, locating and, and being able to change speeds and, and keep it as off balance, which is something that I wasn't able to do last summer. But I'm, I'm, I've certainly developed and, and I gotten better at that uh, since then. So, you had a lot of outings last year. You, I'm looking at your, your game log. You didn't pitch back-to-back days. You had a couple different stretches where you might have tossed, say, three times in five days or so. Talk to me about how you stayed durable over the course of a summer. Because, for one, you remember last summer, it was pretty hot out, and you're on the mound a ton, and you're, you know, you're, throwing, you're, you're throwing gas on the mound in general. So one could say, we understand why this guy's getting a little tired, but... You pretty much, you never had an outing, I felt, where you towed the rubber and I thought, wow, he looks really tired. You might have missed on pitches, but I never felt you looked tired. How do you keep up your stamina over the course of a season, whether it's summer or spring? Yeah, you know, it's actually, it's funny you say that because, you know, being a Fisher pitcher, you know, I'm not used to, you know, pitching a ton. So my arm arm actually was, you know, getting tired, but I think... uh, (laughs) 
it was just that competitive nature in me, I guess, to, you know, go out there and not show that I was tired, but just go out there and compete uh, in a sense. Um, but, you know, obviously pitching takes a toll on your body and, you know, so does uh, just baseball in general, but uh, especially pitching since, uh, you know, it's not a natural motion. And especially for me, you know, being like, cause last summer was like my the first full season I had pitching. Um, so it was, it took a lot of stress to my arm, but, um, I think for me, it was just going out there and just competing and uh, having fun with it and not trying to do too much, uh, not, you know, uh, be too, uh, I guess perfect that like you could say, but in terms of like, you know, just going out there and, uh, not being tired and, and you know, being durable, uh, I would say, um, just like, I guess, I'm not like trying to be like a robot up there. I'm just trying to let my athleticism take over. So I guess that I think that uh, had an effect on me being able to uh, pitch uh, as much as I did. Back on June 13th, it was a Sunday afternoon game. You're playing the Bellingham Bells at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. You had two pitches, one at 96.2 on our radar gun, another at 96.3. Uh, Take me through that. Did you have flaming hot Cheetos for breakfast that day? You know, were you with a little sriracha? What was going on? What were you? What? How were you just feeling it that day? <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. So I mean, I, I, it kind of goes back to that um, athleticism factor. I mean, one, my my arm felt really good, um, as you could you could see on the off the radar gun. But you know, I was uh, let my athleticism take over and. Uh, I did have a good breakfast that morning, <laughs> so uh, I kind of just was feeling it uh, out there, and I think it also goes back to that, like, throwing aspect where I was just trying to light up the radar gun, and, uh, but, I mean, at the same time, locate my pitches, and um, I think that was, I think I threw, that was, those were the first uh, two fastballs that I threw over uh, 96 in my career, so uh, it, was, it was fun, it was a blast, uh, but, uh, yeah. You mentioned... I can't really put into words what, uh, <laughs> what, I, what uh, happened there. Well, give me the key to success. You said you had a good breakfast that day. What did you go with? Uh, pancakes, bacon, eggs, sausage, the, all the, uh, the works. So. so a lesson to the kids then. You just pile on the carbs and, and you know, you'll throw gas in no time, right? Just sweat it off before <laughs> game time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. There we go. So, I mean, we talked about how you made that switch from a two-way guy. You played a little bit on the infield with Tacoma, obviously then transferring to Washington this year, your pitcher only. Um, it, it's one of those things where I, I think it was pretty clear you came to the Apple Sox, you were coming to pitch, because it, you probably realized somewhere along the way, okay, this is my ticket to moving up a little bit. When was that light bulb moment? Was it a moment in the spring at some point? Was it, you know, even before you got to college where you, you were like, maybe I'm going to try this two-way thing out, but somewhere along the way it clicked to you, I'm going to be a pitcher. When was that? I, I think it was um, like midway through the season last year at Tacoma. I Because I got on the bump against Pierce and I touched the 94. And like that, after the game, I, I went up to my head coach and I was like, Yo, Skip, I, I think I just want to focus on pitching. And he was like, you know what? Totally agree. Let's let's do it. And what the funny story is, though, I actually, going into college, I did not want to be a pitcher. Like, I had no interest in pitching at all. Um, I wanted to uh, play shortstop and be a Division one shortstop. 
and, you know, play professional baseball as a shortstop. Uh, but, I mean, I'll be honest, I was not the best hitter. So, uh, but, and then when I got on the mound, you know, I just, everything kind of, you know, it was kind of, it felt free and easy and loose up there, and I felt comfortable. And so I was like, you know what, let's just, let's ride this out and focus on this because this is something that, you know, could be the ticket for me to moving up. So, uh, but yeah. You said you had a time you hit 94 in the spring, and that was kind of when it clicked? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was, uh, I mean, I think I hit uh, 94 and then 95 against Lord Columbia, and um, that was when I was like, uh, like, okay, like this is something that, you know, I can, yeah. I should develop more and, and focus on, and because, and I even had a couple of my old coaches uh, from high school ball, like, tell me, like, dude, you'd be an idiot if to, to still be hitting if you're throwing 95 and I was like you know what you're right <laughs> yeah might you, you might be right you might be on to something yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's clearly worked out it helped with you getting uh, transferred to, to a UW but let's talk about that you know you started in the spring at Tacoma you pitched for the Apple Sox I, I think it was kind of a, a lot of people around the team knew you were kind of looking there's a lot of guys in the summer who are looking you know to transfer and you did end up transferring midway yeah. through and choosing to go play for the Huskies uh, take me behind that. What was what intrigued you the most about going to Washington? And yeah, just take fans through that because it's an interesting process switching from a JUCO to a Division One. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, obviously, as a junior college player, like your goal is to is to transfer to a Division One. And um, I was lucky enough to have uh, offers from uh, you know a lot of these big, big name schools, uh, just simply off, off that game against the Bellingham Bells. Um, but I mean, I, I, I think I, I chose UW because one, it was close to home. Uh, I knew my family and friends would come watch me. Uh, and it was, I mean, it was going to save my, my family out of money to go there. And I mean, you can't, you can't beat, you know, the scenery of the field, the education. And I mean, the, the, that, that, the Husky program has a, long uh, history of success uh, under Lindsey Meggs. Yep. And, um, you know, I just, I trusted, I trusted uh, the coaching staff to kind of, you know, develop me and, and continue to kind of tune me into that, um, that Pac-12 pitcher. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, it was, it was kind of an easy decision uh, in the end. I mean, it was close to home. My friends and family would come watch me. And uh, education is excellent. And, I mean, it's Power 5 baseball. I mean, it's kind of a dream come true. So, Yeah, you can't, you can't say too much there. I, I want to go yeah. back to the – you mentioned family. Um, you have family in Malaga as well. So you stayed out there, which you know, a lot of fans know, right next to Wenatchee. You stayed right over there. What was that kind of like having a – it kind of had to be really nice because you're going to somewhere unfamiliar in a way in Wenatchee. It had to be nice having family nearby like that. Take me through who, who were the family members there that you stayed with. Yeah, so it was actually um, – so it's my uncle's house. Um, my aunt and uncle lived there, but uh, my mom and dad both were living there at that in that same house because we sold our old house. Um, okay. In Kent, and they were building a new house in Orondo, um, and it's uh, done, completed now. But um, so I was living, uh, living uh, with my in my uncle's house, and I mean it was it was awesome because one it was you know I meant to live at home in the summer and um, got to be with my friends and family, and 
you know, uh, go golfing on the off days. So it worked out for me because I was talking to my coaches at Tacoma at the time, saying like, "Hey, I want to, I want to go play for the Apple Sox. I want to go, I want to go play at home." And um, it worked out for me, so it was good. Well, that's pretty cool. You mentioned you know playing some golf. I, I forget which player it was. I think it was Luke Stuka who told me the house was right next to the golf course out there, at Three Lakes. What wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's that's pretty cool then. So you didn't even have to drive over, did you? You probably just walked over with your club. Uh, yeah, just just walked up the hill and it was right there. So it's pretty easy and convenient. Very cool. And it's a nice little perk, obviously, for the summer as well. Yeah. You know, one of, we mentioned the connection with UW and the Apple Sox. Uh, there is the one connection I thought of that was really neat that I was I was reminded of last summer. Uh, Elliot Cribby, he's the associate head coach. He does he does a lot of recruiting for UW. He played for the Apple Sox in 2007. Was he the guy for UW who "quote unquote" discovered you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, he was um, the guy that came out to a couple of the games, and uh, he was calling me a lot. And um, so, yeah, I mean, and plus he's the pitching coach, so um, he was obviously out there uh, watching me, taking notes, and and uh, kind of helping me. He's Honestly, coaching me up as he recruited me, which was, which was cool. But, um, yeah, I mean, he was he was the guy that originally uh, found me and, and started to recruit me. So well, that's a really cool way of uh, Apple Sox past and present kind of colliding and then going involving at the same school as well. Do uh, you guys talk at all about your different experiences playing in Wenatchee at all? Yeah, I mean, he. Uh, I think he said that, it was actually funny. He met his host family. Or he uh, kind of uh, being like, kind of. What am I trying to say? He found his old host family at one of the games and like kind of <laughs> talked to them and sat with them. So that was he told me that after the game, and I thought that was really cool uh, that he still uh, keeps in contact with his host family. So, uh, but yeah. Oh, that's really cool. It's fun. We found a lot of connections like that. Obviously, you didn't quite get the host family experience, so to speak, because you got to stay with family. Yeah. But that's a funny thing that where it can kind of uh, <laughs> transcend after guys leave one at you yeah. or do end up coming back. Um, take, yeah. take me through You know what's been like since the summer ended. You've been back. Have you kept in touch with any of the guys you played with last summer? Uh, you know, I know AJ Guerrero is on the Huskies with you. Are there any other guys maybe? Have you talked with him? you talked with other guys plenty? Uh, yeah, so... Um... Me and me and Enzo, uh, we we talk every day, and okay. uh, we've kind of we've we kept a good relationship uh, going. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I talk to him every day, and we uh, we keep we keep in touch uh, pretty often. So and yeah, I mean, I mean, I I talked to Luke uh, Stuka a couple of times as well, but other than that. Uh, it's just those two guys. Okay. Well, that's, that's pretty cool that you've got that going. I mean, I know you guys, you were going to play Gonzaga earlier this year. I know that got canceled. Uh, you guys are set, yes. to, you're set to play them May 2nd. Um, you know, you're a starting pitcher, which we'll get into in a moment. Uh, let, let's talk about this. Enzo's been playing a lot with Gonzaga. Let's say, you know, maybe you, let's say a situation comes up, you're on the mound, you're facing him. What's your approach uh, for facing a guy like him? Um, we've actually talked about this a couple times. Um, I mean, I think I would, I would, I think I would throw him a, a lot of change ups away because he's been, I've been following him. He's been swinging a hot bat and I don't want to give him anything in. Uh, and I mean, I got a lot of respect for that kid. 
he's got he's got some stinky pop, so I can't I can't be giving him uh, cookies or anything like that. So I think I would give him a steady diet of, of change ups away, and yeah, just let him let him just paint that outside corner, let him go all over or something like that. So I mean, the goal is always to strike him out. Like if I strike him out, that'll be the highlight of my day. Like, I will I will hold that against him for as long as we continue our relationship and, and down the road, but. You know, one of the things Edzo told me was an adjustment from high school to college baseball was you might you might only get one fastball on the count, so you better swing at it. You better be ready for the fastball. Yeah. Would you try to throw a fastball against him? You know, I I'm in, I would obviously I'm I'm a competitive dude, so yes, I would. I would <laughs> I would honestly if I could call the game. Yeah. I would I would throw him a couple. I would throw him a couple fastballs and, okay. and see what he could do with it, but. Um, yeah, just because I mean that's that's my boy, so you know yeah. I wanna wanna you know give him a shot at, at least of of, of uh, taking me deep if he can. So yeah, you know I think that's a situation but, with with all due respect to whoever your catcher would be that day. I think that's one you call a visit. You say I got yeah. this one. I got the pitches. I know how to get this guy. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You were talking earlier about when I talked about that game, June 13th against Bellingham. You had a couple pitches over 96 miles per hour. Uh, I asked Enzo about this too, like, and I wanted to ask you as well. You know, what was your favorite game that you pitched in last summer? Was it that game? Was it another one that maybe stood out to you? Um, I mean, I, I, I would honestly say um, it was it was probably that game, or honestly, the opening the opening day one, because you know I uh, I got the privilege of of opening up the summer and uh at home and uh in front of the crowd so i mean that was that was a cool experience plus me being you know a fresh fresh out of junior college uh first time pitcher uh sanison trusted me with the ball and uh i mean that was a pretty cool experience but i mean in terms of accolades um i would say uh a bellingham game for sure nice yeah i was gonna bring up that i forgot about that that you did get the start on opening day, you had a couple innings. I remember he was kind of testing a lot of you guys out. He wanted to see what he had yeah. in his pitching staff, but you did get the start in that one. That was a that was a pretty good one. I asked Enzo this one as well. Uh, looking at some of these road cities we went on last year, you guys didn't get a chance to see anywhere in Canada, which you're going to get plenty of chances this, yeah. this summer with five towns to visit. But take me through, what was your favorite road city from this past summer? Do you have one that really stood out to you that you either you had a great game or maybe you just you liked the field. You liked uh, I don't I don't know. Maybe you liked a couple places you went to eat or something. What was your favorite city that wasn't Paul Thomas Senior Stadium or Bit Fair Park that wasn't Paul Thomas Senior Stadium? That's a okay. That's a that's a tough question. I mean, honestly, believe it or not, okay, um, I would have I would have to say uh, Portland the pickles just because okay. I mean the atmosphere. You know, he had that like guy on the MC. You know, just tripping. Uh, I mean, that was honestly kind of kind of cool experience. Uh, but um, yeah, either Poland or Walla Walla, just because you know, I mean, Walla Walla it was, I mean, beautiful and the stadium was cool. Um, it's it, that's a tough question, tough to tough to pick a favorite. But I mean, I would have to say those those two would be my top two. I think those are two really good picks. They're kind of different experiences and. I think yeah. I think that's something I like about the West Coast League. Not every field might be your Division One college 
uh, stadium, but each field has its own character, I think, in the league, which really makes yeah. them all stand out as well. Let's talk a little bit about your spring season. Uh, we talked about how last summer you were, in, you were in so many games, and the reason was, besides that opening day start, you were a reliever. That's not been the case yeah. this spring with the Huskies. You've been a starting pitcher with them. When did you realize that, that or when were you kind of told about that, you know, hey, we want to try you out as a starter? And what was your reaction after primarily being a reliever this past summer? Um, yeah, so, I mean, when they when Kribby recruited me, um, I was on the phone with both Megs and Kribby, and, you know, they, they said, like, hey, we want to – we're going to recruit you and we want you to start – uh, for us so I mean I kind of and that's that was always my goal this this past summer too with with in Wenatchee was to start um but obviously I knew that I was I was a new new pitcher so I had to I had to take my opportunities and and take them in stride but um since I got to UW um I, I've kind of embodied that starter role and kind of just prepared like uh, as a starter um and I, but I honestly didn't know that I was going to start up until about two weeks before the season, because I mean I, I had a really good uh, really good fall. Um, I, I was commanding uh, all three of my pitches uh, pretty well, and then I got the uh, Sunday start against Cal Poly the opening weekend. Uh, that was honestly an eye opening experience, just because you know I'm I had a lot of uh, you know my I got kind of had a. I had a big head going in because uh, I was a little like confident, and then I uh, I got humbled. But it was a good experience for me because I, I learned. And then um, the following uh, weekend, I got the Saturday start, and then uh, the following weekend, I got the Friday start. And I've been the, the Friday starter for UW ever since. But um, I mean, it's been a it's been a learning experience for sure. I mean, every outing I've learned um, something something new, something different which is uh, not always a bad thing. And, uh, you know, I've, I've um, taken some time to kind of reflect on all my starts and what I did good, what I did bad, what I needed to improve on. And um, so heading into to this, this weekend at, uh, at Oregon State, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back out there and, and competing again. So it's been a blast. I mean, I've, I, I love starting. Um, you know, I always I, – I'm a competitor. I love getting the ball in my hands. But, um, yeah. I mean, at the same time, you're learning every day. So, You pitched last summer at Oregon State's field, which, of course, the Corvallis Knights also play at Goss Stadium. That was June 27th. You tossed two and a third scoreless innings. That was a, If I'm remembering right, that was the game that was a, an early start. Yeah, that was the one that started at 10 o'clock because of the heat, and then it got done by uh, just before 1 o'clock. But you had a really solid day on the mound that day, I remember. You had... Uh, three or beg your pardon. I'm looking at the uh, previous outing. You went two and a third scoreless in that one. Uh, retired all nine hitters except for one. Uh, we had the one hit and the one walk. But either way, a really strong outing in relief. And you're going to pitch there again, as you mentioned, this coming weekend, taking on, um, of course, Oregon State. What did you learn about that park, and and how are you going to maybe take that into this start? Well, obviously, in the summer, you know, it was like 110 degrees. It was hot. Um, but you know, it's a it's a for me, like I've learned that it's it's a pretty um, offensive park, so just like keeping the ball down and 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 um, keeping the ball in the yard against a very tough uh, um, Beavers lineup, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, just kind of st- uh, sticking to my game plan and, and keeping the ball down. 
and uh, getting a lot of ground balls, which has uh, given me a lot of success in the past. So, We were talking about some of your earlier starts this season. You had a couple really, really good back three in a row that were really solid. Started your best start of the year, I think you would probably agree, probably that March 4th one against Yale. Six scoreless innings, two hits, just one walk, four strikeouts. Next week he goes six again, three runs, uh, four strikeouts again. And then the week after that, uh, Washington State, five and two-thirds. Tough opponent there. You only allow one run there. So that was three straight weeks where you guys got the win when you were on the mound. You kind of seem like since, pretty much since then, you know, the tough one with Oregon last week. But otherwise, you've kind of been near that spot where you're getting close to or pitching about five innings each time. Is there one inning that you've noticed maybe was a tough one for you to get through? Because I think sometimes you see some starting pitchers, maybe it's the second time through the lineup, and that just happens to be the, the fourth or fifth inning for you. What's been that one inning for you that you've realized, I've got to dig deeper here, and I've got to bring out my best stuff? Yeah, you know, um, it's kind of I've, – I've seen a trend in the past, in the previous uh, starts for me. It's that first or second inning, okay. uh, surprisingly enough. You know, I settled down uh, – in the third and fourth inning and I get into a groove, but you know, um, I guess I, I, I'm in the first and second innings, you know, I, I, uh, I guess I'm just amped, you know, like I'm, I'm not like relaxed as much as I should be. And, uh, that's when I kind of leave the ball up or, uh, I'm not locating my pitches as, as well as I should be. Um, but I've noticed in the, my previous, uh, starts that it's been the first or second inning where I've, I've gotten in the most trouble. But, um, yeah. As a starting pitcher, probably the best thing about it is that you know when you're going to pitch. You know that you're kind of in control of when you're going to be on the mound, how long you're going to be on the mound, for the most part, obviously. How do you prepare for that Friday? As we've said, you've been the regular Friday starter. How do you prepare in the days leading up and the day of a game that you're starting? Um, yeah, for me, it's just managing my throws, uh, throughout the week. You know, I throw a bullpen, uh, Monday or Tuesday, and then the rest of the week, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it light, saving my bullets, so to speak. And, uh, just really working on, uh, my off-speed pitches throughout the week, you know, cause I know that my fastball life, my, my fastball command is always going to be there. Um, but it's really just continuing to develop, uh, my command of my, my change of my slider, so that way I can rely on those two pitches as well and not just my fastball because that's what's been getting me in trouble uh, in the past couple of outings is that I haven't been able to locate my off-speed pitches as, as much, causing me to go back to that fastball. And good, hitter, good hitters hit uh, bad pitches and mm-hmm. uh, they, they hit mistakes uh, when they should and, and that's been getting me in trouble. But, yeah, I mean, leading up to the, to the outing, um, you know, I'm just I'm keeping it light. Um, and just kind of focusing on my off-speed pitches. Has your preparation for starting games changed? Has it changed much from when you came in at, when you worked as primarily a reliever last summer? Or did you kind of do the same stuff last summer? No, I would say it, it's definitely changed. Um, one, I mean, I, I've, I'm I'm used to starting now, and I know what to expect. I know what my routine is. Uh, last summer, you know, I was I was new. I was kind of honestly running around with, with like a chicken with its head cut off, you know, uh, not being consistent with the routine. And, um, but now, you know, that I've kind of like solidified myself as a starter, I know what my routine is, what it looks like and, uh, what I expect of myself going into the start. And so, um, but yeah. 
Right now we're talking, it's April 19th. Uh, you're sitting at 41 and a third innings pitched so far this spring. Um, whenever you do join the Apple Sox, uh, in a lot of ways we're not sure what, what kind of role you'll be because maybe a new coaching staff wants to do what you did what they did last year. Maybe they want to use you as a starter. What's your preference this summer? Is it being as a reliever because... Maybe that's a way for you to still get some work, still stay fresh, but not wear yourself out. Or do you kind of want to start with maybe similar aspirations of building off of what you started this spring? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I want to start. Uh, That would be my my intention, my goal. Uh, But at the same time, you know, for me, summer ball is all about just getting innings and um, and, uh, facing hitters. So, I mean, to me, that's all that matters to me is just – getting in there and competing and, and continuing to develop my stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if, if I had to choose, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm greedy and I want to start. But at the same time, summer ball is, is just about uh, kind of just going out there and competing and, and, and giving it your all. So, Well, I'm, I'm hoping that our head coach, Mitch Darlington, and I assume he is, I think because he, he's been a contributor on some of these podcasts. I hope he'll tune into this one. So maybe we'll get you a back-to-back year's opening day starter just because of that. But – um, you know, we're, we're again, we're talking it's mid to late April right now. Time kind of winding down quickly on this, this college baseball season for you here in the spring with Washington. What are what are some of your goals the rest of the year? As you talked about, you know, you kind of want to stay in that Friday starter role, but what are some things you're looking to improve specifically the rest of the season? Yeah, I, I actually uh, wrote these down today. You know, uh, I want to just kind of continue to be consistent with uh, my off-speed pitches and uh, work ahead of guys um, in terms of, like, actually pitching. Um, you know, I, I want to uh, work on getting lead-off guys out and staying ahead of guys and uh, kind of lowering that ERA. Uh, so, um, but, I mean, honestly, I, I mean, honestly, just enjoying the moment and, and – and uh, not letting it get too big and just having fun because this is a kid's game and sometimes I get too serious with it. But, I mean, I am I am very blessed to, to be where I'm at today. So, I mean, just have fun and, and continue to work hard is, is all I can do. So It makes sense, though, you saying, you know, being hard because, you know, you give up a hit or something. It can be hard. I can understand the frustration. How do you settle yourself down after a moment where you're frustrated, whether you made a mistake or whether they hit your best stuff or whatever it happened? How do you settle yourself down? Because that's something that separates the weaker pitchers from the great pitchers. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, I kind of just uh, take a breath, reset, and, and just continue to believe in my stuff. You know, I, I, I honestly, I mean, um, I, I feel like my stuff is is plus plus, and. Um, uh, I just want to, you know, continue to trust my stuff and not, you know, let a hit uh, deteriorate my confidence because, you know, hits are going to happen. You know, runs are going to get scored off of you. Um, that's just baseball, but it's just continuing to trust yourself and trust your stuff and just attack hitters. You know, and I mean, honestly, I, I, I uh, if you look at video, uh, I, I do get a little bit intense on the mound, and uh, that honestly kind of. I feel like helps me a little bit because it brings that competitive nature out of me. And, and then I just, I just go after guys. So, um, yeah, but I mean, recently it's just, I gotta just slow down and, and trust my stuff and believe in myself. So do you think you have that? Some pitchers have talked about this. Other it's not like, not necessarily as dramatic as like an alter ego on the mound. Do you think you're a different person? Cause you know, it's funny you talk about that. I mean, you're 
pretty easy to talk to, pretty pretty good guy. It's just like it's hard to picture. You know, oh, this guy could be someone different once he gets on the bump. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, w- I would say, um, you know, I am a different different guy on the mound. You know, my t- teammates say that they don't like to talk to me because I'm a little bit intense. Um, and I don't – when I'm pitching and it's game day, I don't like to be talked to. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I would say I have a little bit of an aggressive uh, attitude when I'm pitching, but um, I feel like every pitcher needs to have some type of edge when they're pitching. Um, and I guess uh, that's – I guess I would say that's my edge. So, Well, I'll make a note of that right now. I'm getting my pen and paper out. Don't, <laughs> don't talk to Jared. Daisy starts this summer, might meet a different person. <laughs> So that won't be an issue, but <laughs> well, Jared, thank you for joining us. Uh, I know it would be weird if you ended up pitching in that, that game on that May 2nd against Gonzaga since you've been a Friday guy. Boy, I'd love to see it happen just to see you take on Edzo. But regardless, yeah, I might I might talk to my coach and say, hey, can I get an inning? You know, <laughs> just like so a new face face Enzo. Yeah, but has I mean, been that leading would off. Be fun. He's been leading off for them too. So maybe you just say, hey, let me be the opener that day. Give me the first. I'll get this guy out. This is the guy we have to get out. <laughs> yeah, honestly, now like if I was if I would be the if that did happen. I would want to be the opener, and I would just throw all fastballs and let it eat. <laughs> I would love to and see that. And I would that. say, and I would, I would tell Enzo like, "Hey, I'm just going to throw all fastballs. Here you go, and yeah. then see what happens." Yeah, good luck. But right? I mean, I think, I think that would that would be that that would be fun. We'll I see. Enjoy that. I, I, I'm going to keep an eye on that. I really hope it happens. But uh, regardless, best of luck the rest of this spring. We can't wait to have you here this summer. And hey, thanks for joining us. Absolutely, thank you, Joel. Can't wait to be back.